Hello, everyone. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the hopeless romantic dilemma and find out why the love they're looking for eludes them. You're listening to Relationships and Chill, the podcast for singles and couples about how to find and cultivate the relationship you've always dreamed of based on trust and honest communication. Why waste your time going through the typical dating obstacle course only to end up with drama, jealousy, and heartbreak when you can find the love of your life and live happily ever after? So sit back, chill, and get ready to make relationships great again. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to Relationships and Chill. I am your host, R. Anthony. My co-host, Christina Lynn, is here on the mic. Say what's up, Christina Lynn. I'm in the building. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, today we got a, hey, listen, they, they in for, a, well, I ain't gonna say it's a treat. It's kind of an interesting topic, but they in for something today because today's topic is called the hopeless romantic dilemma. Sheesh. <laughs> How in the world did I come up with this topic? <laughs> you was brainstorming on this one. Hey, I, not really, though, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to play some background music, but never mind on this one. I think I think it's worthy. I think it's non-background music worthy. Uh, so, um, but I came up with this particular idea because I was uh, out um, the other night. And I was I was having conversations with so many different types of people, right? And um, I ran across a couple young ladies at a restaurant that I was eating at, and we were having conversations. And one of them said that they're a hopeless romantic, but the issue was they were having, they were always running across guys, meeting guys and dating guys that didn't meet their expectations or didn't come get to a certain point with them. So. They ended up always repeating the same cycle and dating and, you know, going uh-huh. through the whole dating cycle. Looking for Prince Charming, huh? Le- looking for something. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But that's the thing, though. When I finally got to the point and asked her, who are you designed to best be with, best suited for? What type of man mm. are you best suited for? And that's when it got quiet. I don't think right. anybody ever asked most women why what type of man they're designed for because just because you're a woman and just because he's a man doesn't mean that it's supposed to work. Everybody can't drive a Ferrari. That's right. Everybody can't drive a stick. That's right. So just because it's a car and you got a license don't mean you know how to drive it. Mm. So you got to know what type of person that you're designed and equipped for, especially Mm -hmm. as a woman. And as a man, it's the same thing. You got to know what type of leader you are, because that'll determine the type of woman that you decide to allow yourself to, and you'll be most interested in. Because just right. because she's a woman, eventually it's going to run its course and you're going to be like, okay, I got what I need to get out of this situation, so I'm out. Gotcha. Because there's no more room for me to grow with. There's nothing else for me to use and utilize uh, with this woman to help us or put us in a better, better position. And I don't mean that in like a, way where he just uses you uses a woman and gets whatever he wants and then he's out but i mean like gets the most out of that woman meaning that it's just not she's just not a sexual object she's more 
incorporated into the relationship and she has more of a say so and she she's within the confines of the relationship mm-hmm. she's the best utilizing that in the confines of that relationship so this i thought it was interesting having process. that conversation what's that i was i was saying this is why the dating process is so important because you get to learn what you like what you love what you're drawn to mm. that's true um that's true but it's, it's but that's kind of the problem because you'll continuously like new things you know mm. you like things that you didn't like maybe five years ago a certain type of food that you liked or didn't think you would like and now you like all of a sudden you've that's gotten right. you know older or you, you've actually tried it in a different way and you love it right so i don't know i mean i, I i'm kind of like leaning towards as far as that goes I think there's a time to date and there's a time not to date. Even if, you know, even when you're single, there's a time to date and there's a time not to date. But the problem, the problem in this situation, (laughs) the problem is in this situation is when you're dating and you're not finding the individual that you want to be with. Mm -hmm. Right. But that hopeless, because the main thing that she said was that she's a hopeless romantic. And as I start digging and, and, finding out more information i started to realize that it's hard for a person to realize what they've been getting even though they want something else so her idea of what she wanted or what she should want was a romantic type of relationship this fantasy that is you know told in love stories and all that kind of stuff so that is the ideal that's the end goal but throughout a person's life as they're going through the process of dating. And this is why I say it's a time to date and a time not to date is because in the process of dating, you begin to learn and to attract these different types of people and you go out with them and you have a drink or go out to eat and whatever. And then it just kind of goes nowhere. Mm. Or then you meet somebody you have a couple dates and it eventually goes nowhere. So you're constantly building up this report in your mind that, Okay, it's not going to work out. Right. You know what I mean? Like I don't care how many dates we go on, it's not it's eventually going to come to a point where that person is going to leave. So now your expectation and your belief is that even like subconsciously in the back of your mind like okay, this person is just going to leave me. So that's where that hopeless Part idea comes, comes from. The okay. hopelessness comes from the continuously doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That's the definition of insanity. Insanity. Mm -hmm. So when you have this idea of what you believe a relationship should be, and but you're not getting that, then it's that image. I know where that comes from, though. This this comes from those fictional characters that we've all read about, Mm -hmm. and especially for women. More, I think it's even more for women than it is for men because we have this whole. Um, fantasy Mm -hmm. this ideal in our mind that prince charming is going to come snow white and you know all these princesses you know because obviously we all yeah we want to be a princess and we want that prince to just come and sweep us up and change our lives and Mm -hmm. and and make everything better and Mm -hmm. what we fail to realize is that it's up to us 
to make our lives better. It's up to us, you know, to find happiness within ourselves and that no outside entity can find, like can actually bring mm-hmm. us happiness or joy that it's us that, you know, if, if we're joyless or hopeless or whatever the less is, we have to find out what's going on within us on the inside right. um, to be able to have that quote unquote happy, you know, what they call that happy, happy ending. ending. Uh-huh, but why yeah. are you looking for a happy ending? You can have a happy beginning and it all starts with you. Right. But but then you negate the process of actually becoming. And and that's what I like to call st- being stuck in a fantasy. You know, the right. fantasy of most women live in that fantasy and they don't realize that eventually. And that's why the, the royal wedding was also so huge, because <gasps> women looked at that as. Like, I want that oh, I, the princess yeah. and, you know, you get married to the prince. And, you know, right. that's why it, for women, it was like a huge deal because it, it, it confirmed their fantasy. It wow, confirmed we drive the off fantasy. in that nice car and it's just like everything is blessed from that point on. Right. Like exactly. Heaven. Exactly. Yeah. But come to find out, I think she pregnant already. No way. I didn't. Even I, that's hear what about I read that. somewhere. I read somewhere wow. that she is pregnant right now. I tell you, Already. listen, he wasn't playing. He wasn't <laughs> he playing wasn't no playing. games. He was shooting. He knew that was his. He honey. was shooting he out the that gate. Was his. Yeah. You I know mean, what? No he reminded me of you. He reminded me of you because, honey, he knew. He knew. The prince knew who his woman was. Oh, yeah. It didn't take he long. Saw it was a wrap. It was yeah, it a wrap. It didn't take long. That's for sure. That's right. That's right. But that's I tell it. you what, he didn't. it didn't take long for her to get for him to get her pregnant either. Allegedly. I don't know. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, 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 but um, I think uh, like I was saying, just that being stuck in the fantasy and the fantasy and desiring, but not observing your previous experiences, but constantly expecting something different as opposed to looking at what you've been your track record, mm-hmm. like what's in your track record that you've been attracting and why. Have you been attracting the thing that you obviously don't want? What is the love that is eluding you? Like, and why is it eluding? Exactly. So we, we're getting into that. That's what that's what I want to get into. Like, why does it constantly? Why can't you get that? What's the mm-hmm. what? What is the dilemma? And as I begin to have this conversation with this young lady, and we start started digging into her perspectives in the past and all those kinds of things. And one common thing, as far as it relates to men is I think a lot of women have a type, but there's so many different variations of that type. Right. The variations of that type kind of take up the time. So eventually it's the same type of guy, but you haven't gotten to the point with that guy to where you realize it's the same guy. So you're going through the process of being with this person, being in a relationship or dating this person only to find out that they're, a certain type of way they they they're a liar they're gonna lie to you they're gonna cheat on you they're gonna do these basic things across the board right and so you gotta look at why am i attracting this type of guy continuously does that go back into our mental blueprints I, it goes back to our experiences and our perspectives okay. so our influences are the ones that create our perpetual behaviors if okay. that makes sense so if if something happened to you when you were younger or you neglected advice from, you know, different people. And I think a lot of it is that most people don't have a good example of how a relationship should be. Okay. Their only perspective is the fairy tale are the movies are these different things, exactly. but the movies are only an hour and a half, two hours at the most. Right. 
That's when you right. start studying actual people who are in those types of relationships, 40, 50, 60 years, you realize you it ain't no fantasy. Dogs barking, you got smelly breath, you got... <laughs> yeah, the fantasy like, is over got, immediately. Yeah, you, you ain't having sex every single day. Right. Like, just life is life, and life is good. It's still good. It's just, it's not the good that you initially anticipated. It's not the one that you thought would, you know, just be drawn out for you, just like in those, you know, fictional worlds that we used to be so engaged in, you know, um, as kids. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not always the same thing that we we thought it would be. But yeah, it's still just as beautiful. It's still just as great. But that's the problem with hopeless romantics, I think, is that, you know, they don't accept the average way of being like, well, it's the, you real, know, it's, the, it's the real way. I mean, because if you if you if they if you take the time to look at your life where you are right now, you didn't blissfully appear there. You know, it was a process. You had to learn. You had to grow. You had to go to school. You had to read books. You had to, you know, have all these different things. And those things have equipped you to be where you are. It didn't just magically happen. It wasn't no happily ever after thing. It was a process. Think about anything that anybody's accomplished, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, you're in school or whatever. You didn't just one day wake up and say, I'm going to be a doctor and and this is how it's going to be. I'm going to be performing great surgeries and all that stuff. But it doesn't happen like that. You got to go to school for 10, 12 years. And then you got to go through residency. You got to do all these different steps that are not beautiful. They're not pretty. That's right. right. But people um, appreciate or reverence the accomplishment rather than the actual process. Mm -hmm. So the process is what creates the accomplishment i remember someone telling me back when i was young you know don't focus in on the destination Mm -hmm. you know the destination is just the destination what happens after that so instead of focusing in on that destination enjoy your journey right now focus in on that journey like where are you right now and just enjoy Mm -hmm. and relish in it you know, mm-hmm. and it's the truth. Like once I began to just enjoy myself where I was, even though, okay, oh, I'm not right where I want to be. I would just enjoy every moment. And it was, and I decided, oh my goodness, this is where I want to be. I want to be right here, right now. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it. I just loved it. And that was even as a single person with nobody in my world um, romantically. It was just like, wow, I just love this moment. I remember, actually, it was difficult for me to let go of singledom initially. I'm like, I love this thing. I just really fell in love with being single. And it was for the first time in my life, you know, because I had been um, I, I had been one of those women who just really enjoyed having somebody, you know, mm-hmm. like it was just nice to have stuff to do. You know, it's nice to have somebody in my life. And I remember the moment that I just fell in love with being single. And I just really I mean, I fell in love with it like wow this thing is this is awesome like this is great and you know so I remember when I first came to you know a relationship I'm like wow this is this is something like this is nice but I really liked being single you know like I remember I just kind of tugged and pulled a little bit and I was like oh I love this relationship Mm. thing you know yeah Um, you gotta love where you are wherever you are you have to find the 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 enjoyment out of it you gotta find the beauty out of it no matter what situation you find yourself in, you got to find the beauty and the the thing because you got to realize you're not going to be whatever it is for the rest of your life. 
you're not going to be single for the rest of your life. I mean, you could potentially be if you don't listen to relationships and chill, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. No, but you gotta, whatever, whatever you, whatever place you are in your life, you got to really find the enjoyment and find the reason, find the reason why you are where you are. And I think you could do that by observing what it is that you want. If you want to be happily married and all that stuff, that's great. But find an example of a realistic example, not a movie or, you know, something, a cartoon, but find like a person or a couple that are actually a similar version of what you desire. Does our um, general acceptance of our experience boil down to self-acceptance? Self-acceptance. Well, the problem with self-acceptance, I found out, is that you're constantly changing. So it's not Mm -hmm. about, it's kind of like focusing in on a destination as opposed to enjoying the moments that you have, that you Uh are where you are, because that's going to change wherever you are at this moment, like just enjoying and embracing and allowing. And I I like to talk about being in a state of just allowing, just Mm -hmm. allowing things to be as they are and observing those things that are coming and passing through your, your life. And you observe those things because it tells a story what's going on internally that's projecting out and being received back in. So what you're projecting out is what you're, what you have coming back in in one form or another, because I'm not saying that a person cheat on you because you cheat, but it's, it's, you have certain issues that you have undealt with. Therefore you will attract people who have issues unchecked and unworked on that will come into your life. Throwing out there that you are working on issues or you have issues, you have flaws that you're working on. Okay, fine. But you're also going to be attracting people with their own set of flaws. Right. And if you look at them now, this is the crazy part because a lot of people say, well, they, they hate people that are judgmental. But if you're in a relationship with somebody, and this is why a truthful and honest communication is so important, because if you're in a relationship with somebody, they should be able to express to you their issue and their problem. So if their problem is that they like whatever they like, they like to, you know, go out and drink and, you know, whatever happens, happens. That's their issue. That's their flaw that you're going to have to help them work on, just like they're going to have to help you work on your issue. You want them to help you with yours. So you kind of got to look at it that way. Now, you choose to accept what you want or don't want, of course. But I'm saying be be realistic in the fact that if you know within yourself 100% that you have flaws that you're working on, you're going to be attracting men who have their version of your flaw. That's where like attracts like. So it's not exactly. That's a real partnership right there. That's reality. That's That's not fantasy. Exactly. That's reality. Uh, Another thing. um, And and I know people are going to be thinking, well, what's the big deal? Why is hopeless romantic such a big deal? Because it's the definitions. It's the words. The words have power. The word hopeless. Whenever you put a negative in something the word hopeless means there is no hope meaning that your ideal is romantic when you add the hopelessness to it it cancels out what you desire so words have extreme power what you say is what you send out that's the energy that you project out is you're hopeless hopelessly wanting to be romantic wow but there's no hope so you're going to self-sabotage because those words that you use will have meaning, meaning that I'm hopeless, but I am also 
desiring romant romanticism. That's important because a lot of people are so in, so in tune and so strong on what they don't want that if you ask them what type of relationship or what type of what type of person they're looking for, well, I they'll tell you, well, I know I don't want him to be this. I don't want him to lie because they're talking about the things they've experienced in the past that they strongly say they don't want. But whatever you're strongest in and the energy you put behind will is what you will attract. So I always tell people, let me just this last point. I always tell people, tell me what you want, not what you don't want, because what you don't want, if you're stronger in what you don't want, the energy behind that strength doesn't care what you say. It just knows that. Boom. This you don't like cheating, lying, boom, boom, boom. That's what I'm going to bring or that's all you're going to observe. That's right. That's right. I remember seeing all the time in um, like um, dating apps, uh, desperately seeking like, you know, whether it be okay. honesty, loyalty, commitment, love, whatever, desperately seeking. And again, just like you said, that camp, it cancels out what you're ultimately looking for. Mm -hmm. And you go right into that negative desperately. Like, oh, goodness. It's not, like, what is it? Like, that's making you so desperate. Oh, I just can't find. I just, mm. you know, well, if you're honing in on that energy of I can't find, then guess what? You're not going to. Well, desperation is a form of self-doubt. Anyway, oh, anytime wow. you use the word desperate, meaning that you have yet to actually re receive what you're desiring, meaning that you, meaning that you've tried in order to be desperate for something, meaning you have had to try. And for a guy who who has those things, I'm not going to want to risk that to you, because if, if you are that person that I want or you are that person that's qualified for, I'm going to say it like that. You are that person that's qualified to receive whatever it is. Like if you if you go to school and you get a doctorate or you become a doctor, you're now eligible to work as a doctor. If you go to school to become a nurse, you're now eligible. Once you graduate, you're now eligible to become a nurse. If you go through certain processes and haven't realized what it takes to become a husband or a wife, then you're not eligible. And but life will show you that because you have yet to receive it. It don't take long once you get your uh, degree in nursing to get a nursing job. That's right. It don't take long. It don't take but a couple months, maybe at the most. Mm -hmm. But we have this idea through past. See, this is the this is the dichotomy of it all is we have one side where we look at the fantasy of how relationships should be and how Prince Charming comes in and saves the day. And then on the other side, women also like the chick flicks where the woman gets her heart broken and then another guy comes in and swoops in and saves the day. It's the same idea, but how many times are you going to have to repeat that cycle and that guy finally does come? Right. Because a lot of it is just a new distraction. It's hard to tell between this guy is being able to pick up on my vulnerability. Because at that moment, after a guy breaks your heart, you now become vulnerable. And that's how the game is played. The game is played is based on a woman's vulnerability. So after a, a bad breakup, now you're all I have to do. And y'all should definitely take note of this, ladies. All a man has to do after a, uh, after you tell him all the things your last ex-man didn't do or should have done or how he hurt you or how you broke your heart. All he has to do is just sit back and not do those things for a couple months.
That's and he got you. And he got you. Yeah. But he's he's the exact same person. He just is a different form. Now now he has ammunition on how to manipulate the situation and make you think that he's so different from the previous thing or the previous guy. Wow. But he's not at all. He's not. He's the same wow. variation. Oh my goodness. Wow. That was good. Let me ask you a question then. Mm -hmm. Should we um, take time and space from relationships after a breakup? Absolutely. You should take as much time as possible because like I said, you don't want to fall into the trap of having another man be the same thing. Cause it's, it's, I'm trying to think of a good analogy to use to show how it works. It's like, matter of fact, it's like being sick. It's like having a stomach virus. And after you have a stomach virus, you get over it. Your body rejects a lot of the stuff, you know, that you previously ate. But mm -hmm. at the same time, of course, you got to take time to heal and then you can go back. But you don't eat nowhere near as as bad as you did. You got to give your body time to heal. Mm -hmm. And once your body heals and builds up all the things that it that that it lost through that virus, then you can start easing your way. And that's just a natural thing. We start easing our way back into eating the things that we previously ate. And then, too, you got to think the body rejects it and says, I don't even want to touch that no more. It that's got right. me sick the last time. But first, it had to recognize what it was that caused the, the virus. So your body is in so intelligent that you know that I ate this, and that's what caused me to have a stomach bug. Right. Yeah. All right. So, but after about a week or two, you kind of get back to your normal self. But that thing that you ate, you like, no way, I ain't going near it. But you're able to recognize that that was the problem that caused you to have this particular stomach bug. So, yeah, I think you should take time to realize what it is within you that's causing you to attract these different male male stomach viruses that you keep attracting. And same thing for men, because, you know, we, we have our patterns, too, of the type of women that we seem to attract. I know I was in a, a serious like dating type woman pattern and it, and it just ran its course. I just was like, man, like I'm, I keep attracting the same type of, of woman like I, I would get the number. And maybe have a conversation too, and then all of a sudden, no mas, no mas. It was just out. And it was just done. And so when I was going through my dating patterns, I think I didn't know what I was looking for as far as the type of woman that I wanted. So it caused me to like not really study and understand the type of women that I were was attracting. So I would attract women that maybe found me physically attractive. And wanted to give me their number. But who knows what they had going on in their life. You know what I mean? I didn't know what they had possibly going on in their life to make them just want to say, okay, let me give them my number. But then they got a dude or dudes that they're dealing with. And they can't really seem to, I guess, shake. Or, you know, they just got too much going on. And they know the type of guy that I would possibly be is the guy that they would want to be with. But they knew I wasn't really trying to be with them at that time when I was actually out there doing my thing. So I think what you, what, you know, what people have to do is really just know exactly what you're looking for. I think, you know, if you know what you're looking for, then it's, it's pretty easy to find it. It's not hard. So, there, so there's no bending then the, like, you know, cause I know I hear a lot of people, Oh, well that's, you know, you're being too picky. You need to, you know, 
relax a little bit and come up off of some of those things that mm. you're saying that you're requiring is that i mean is that well because with this like you know being a hopeless romantic one could argue that someone's being too picky but mm-hmm. I think, you know, in, in this regard and, the, and in this situation, it's not really about picky being picky as much as it is about recognizing what you've already been picking. So recognizing what you've already been picking before will help you to really see that you don't know how to pick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you can't really your quote unquote pickiness is really not something that is, is working. Okay. But when I um when I was ready to find my wife, like I said, I, I really cut off everything and I brought everything and I slowed everything down to a point to where I was able to kind of recognize and realize that I didn't I didn't want to just continuously and live the rest of my life just chasing women. Right. You know what I mean? It got it got so boring at, at a certain point and it just got so monotonous that it became a problem. So it gets, it does get, gets boring. Like you mean, literally, like when you are seeing all kinds of women, Mm -hmm. different kinds of women from different backgrounds, it gets boring. It It it, literally gets boring. It does get boring because it's the same repetitive. It's just like how people say that men get bored with the same woman. You can get Mm -hmm. bored with different women. That's what I always hear is that men get bored with just the one woman. The problem that I kept running across was that um it I would just it was just it just became like second nature like I knew pretty much what I had to do there were some women that I couldn't figure out and like I said you get bored with just the continuous repetitive cycle of meeting a woman you know going out to the movies going out to eat you know what I mean and try to go back to her place and maybe you might hit maybe you might not yeah. you know if you don't then you give her at least another one or two more chances and then after that is, you know, on to the next. Sayonara. Yes, it's, it's, it's <laughs> and then that was the part that kind of made me like, I want something to be able to invest in. It, it, I looked at it like a bank account, right? Mm-hmm. When you and when you're dealing with all these different types of, of women mm-hmm. and what tends to happen is you, your bank account is empty because it's this woman. You only got a movie and you know, a date or two dates with her. So that's, that's how much is in that account. All right. With this other woman, you may have, you know, a time where y'all went bowling or, you know, y'all did this. So that's, that's all that's in that account. Okay. But after you get rid of them, you got to start with a new bank. You in a whole new bank. So do you feel bankrupt when you have to restart everything? Like, is that what you Well, eventually, no, you just, it's just like, okay, shoot. I, I love going to a new bank. Every day I go to a new bank and make deposits. (laughs) I'm making a deposit every day into a new bank. But then eventually you like, man, all these banks, all these accounts are closed. So, you know, like I don't don't have access to anything in in those banks anymore. But what I want to do is I want to have my own bank. I'm going to start my own bank. You know what I mean? Where Mm -hmm. I'm going to invest and then we build a collection of memories over time and stuff that only we get. And, you know, we grow together. So me and that bank are huge. You know what I mean? And she she has the resemblances of me and we communicate and exchange information. And we got each other's back. And that's and that's why relationships. And that's a great relationship to me. That's a great relationship. You know what I mean? That's a great relationship to me. So I, and but I had to equate it to something that was easily understood, which mm-hmm. was banking. 
but it really never it didn't really start you know until i figured out some things and i want to share those things with our audience you know in closing because we're about to get off this one want to keep this one pretty short but i, I definitely want to share some things um that i feel would absolutely 100 percent help get our listeners to those to that to that place or at least get the process started to where they're they're able to see that you know you don't want to be you don't want to be hopeless anything you don't want to be hopeless and nothing but in order to to get anywhere in life you first got to use the right terminologies that's the first that's first and foremost you can't go to certain places and talk to them like you talk to your friends you know when you go to the bank or you go to a nice restaurant you don't be in there doing what you do at McDonald's but some of the things that I, I really had to really work on at that time was just figuring out, you know, if I was actually, what do I, what did I want? Did I, did I actually want a relationship or did I just want to just continue to play for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. You know, and once I figured that out, now this is speaking to the men specifically, obviously in, in, at this point, at this particular point, but you know, just figuring out if I was actually ready to take on the responsibility of having a woman and having a bank that I can make great deposits in, not making change in, but making some real deposits that will actually help her become the best bank, quote unquote, for me. That's right. And then, but for, from a woman's perspective, you got to ask yourself that too. Are you ready to be a man's bank? And most women will absolutely answer the question, yes. But banks have services that they know they can provide. They know that they do specific things the best and therefore no other woman will be able to compete with that because they can't they can't do what she does specifically as good. So it's like going to the grocery store and in the grocery store, you got an aisle full of cereal. You got thousands of boxes of cereals and all the different colors and all the different advertisements and marketing schemes to get your attention to say out buy me buy this particular cereal. So that's how a man looks at it when he's out dating. He's looking at it like I'm going th- down the aisle and there's all these different varieties of cereal. What kind of cereal do I want? Well, now I got to start looking at the ingredients. I got to start looking at what about this cereal is beneficial to me. How is it going to help me throughout my day? How's it going to make me feel all these different variations of things that you need that most men take account of and have to kind of sort through when they're out dating. But as a as a woman, what what you have to do is separate yourself and know specifically what type of man you're equipped to provide your service or who you are, too, because just because you're a woman doesn't mean that every man out there is a potential. As I said before, you have to know what type of man you're designed for. You're not designed for every man. But at the same time, if you want a man that's great, a, a, a great man that's great in business and all that stuff, and you don't have a clue about business, then you're not going to be a benefit to that man. If you want a man that's great at whatever it is, you got to know something about what that man is doing. So you have to study. You have to study that particular thing that he's that you think that he would like and make yourself aware of that and then engulf yourself into that atmosphere because that's where you're going to meet him you're not going to meet him anywhere else but where he is right so you can't expect to meet the man of your dreams at the club because the man more than likely he's not going to the club 
there's nothing for him there. So unless you're dreaming of a man who's not monogamous. Right. I mean, you know what to expect. <laughs> I mean, where you're going is is what you kind of expect. If you go to the zoo and don't see animals, it's a problem. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not calling people animals and all that, but but that's kind of what it is. If you go into the zoo expecting to see um a car show, you're gonna be uh you're gonna be confused. Okay, you're gonna be really confused. You're not going there to see to a museum to see fine art if you go into the uh to the zoo. So you wearing your finest clothes to the zoo <laughs> and you get you get monkey crap thrown on you. But anyway, um, you gotta. So, are you actually ready for the type of man that you think you want? What is that type of man? Who is he? So, if you don't know that, then any man will do. I thought about that. So, in the story Alice in Wonderland, when she comes to the fork in the road, the cat Cheshire cat um, appears and asks her, "Well, where are you going?" She said, "Well, I don't know," because she was trying to figure out how she was just moving along, walking along, and she came to the fork in the road she didn't know to go left or to go right so he said well any road to do if you don't know where you're going mm -hmm. so if you don't know what type of man that you're needing and, and and looking for any man will will do and that's typically what most women get most women just get a man if you say you want a man a man is gonna appear because men we love women so he somebody's gonna appear but when you get to the specifics that's a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, also number two, what are you bringing into that relationship? What are you as the woman bringing into that relationship? Are you bringing baggage or are you bringing benefits? Wow. You remember the chest, our, our, um, the chest, our cat had also said, who are you? There you go. There you go. There you go. Who are you? What do you bring? What is unique about you? And don't let it just be baggage. Because I hate, you know, there's a meme that was going around that only a strong man can deal with a broken woman. And so, <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, boy, anybody that subscribes to that is going to have a problem. Because realistically, if something is, if someone is broken and you're not broken, Either one or two things is going to happen. Me trying to fix you is going to break me trying to mm -hmm. fix you. But but realistically for women, ideally, I think every woman is broken, even if she doesn't believe that she is. But specifically, if she's broken from previous relationships, if she's if she's been heartbroken after heartbroken after heartbroken, problem after problem after problem, and then she expects to meet a man that doesn't have that. It's not going to happen. It's not realistic. I mean, you may have one or two, but generally speaking, that it does not happen because you can't put clean clothes. You can't put dirty water in a clean jar and expect it to, you know, clean up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can't expect just because the glass is clean that the dirty water is going to be clean now because it's in a clean glass. So you got to make sure that the water is pure when you put it in something in something pure. Because like attracts like. That's right. And then, you know, so, but that goes down to bringing in that baggage is creating the influence. So you got to look at what is influencing you to perpetuate certain traits and certain mentalities that will cause you 
to lash out on not the guy you're with, but on the previous guys. He's the re- representation of the guys that you were with. He's the closest target. So a lot of the times in most relationships, that man who is trying to do the right thing is getting the blunt of the blow from all of the previous relationships that you've been in, that you have unresolved issues that are causing you to lash out and to do things that are contrary to what that man believes a woman should be doing. Oh, you're preaching to the choir. (laughs) So, (laughs) So once you strip down your influences and what causes you to be the way you are and think the way that you think thereby attract the things that you're attracting you got to strip those things down and go back to the core to the essence of who you are being a good woman and build from there being a good woman now you have to look at and start observing things that good women women do same thing for men strip down the things that you believe you know that you have to do as a man be a player be a quote-unquote alpha male and all these different things that it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day because once you once you have sex with all the women that you where does it end what's the end of it what's the end game like what's what do you get out of it the scripture says that a man who basically thinks like that will end up with with a loaf of bread Mm -hmm. meaning he won't have anything to show for it just Mm -hmm. only thing he'll have is that i slept with xyz amount of women that's it or maybe std sti yeah whatever (laughs) but i mean even but you know that's you know but but realistically not saying that's not realistic because that happens all the time but realistically even if he doesn't just on the basic level there's no benefit to it right just for a moment of pleasure now i ain't gonna lie i'm not saying that i'm not there because shoot i'd be feeling like that too and a lot of it i was having a conversation with my homeboy a lot of it is biological a lot of it is biology Mm -hmm. like my dog right i got two dogs one male one female right now she my female dog she's a pomeranian a male dog, he's a chihuahua. My Pomeranian is a female. She is in heat. And when I tell you, it is the worst. That man does not want to sleep. He don't want to eat. Wherever she is, she's clawing the door. Y'all with dogs know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the worst thing. A lot of y'all just say, I'm taking you to the vet tomorrow. I'm snipping snipping your nuts off right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll never snip no not, no nuts off though because I got a pair of my own. So <laughs> I, respect the nuts. Yeah, I got you gotta respect the nuts, lady. <laughs> respect the nuts. Oh man, that hurts my heart to even just think about. Oh man, let me take a moment of silence. Okay, I'm back. All right. I'm back. Sheesh. My nuts is oh man, that's, that hurts just thinking about it. But yeah. But as a man, you know, you just got to strip that foolishness down because, you know, I mean, you're going to play for a little while. You 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 will go through that stage. But get to the point where you strip that crap down and get out of that because the the sooner, I ain't going to say the sooner the better, do it at your own pace. But when you, when you realize, when you come to that realization that, okay, it's going to be like this. This is how easy it is to get a woman. I always say this. You can get a woman, but you can get a woman naked before you can get a good home-cooked meal. Or even a good conversation. I mean, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, I mean, but, and, and women will say, well, I mean, it's easy to get a man too, but it ain't easy to get a man into a relationship as yeah. it is to get a man to cook you a hot home cooked meal. That's right. You know what I mean? And that's the equivalent. I always say, here's another thing I always say, and this, you guys better uh, buckle up your boots and, and, and lace up your, lace up your strings. <laughs> hold on to your drawers hold on to your drawers 
<laughs> but um, now here, now hear me out. A, a man's women desire relationships like men desire sex. Like we want it pretty much out the gate. Women, before you even meet the man, you know you want a relationship. Not necessarily with that man, but you know you want a relationship. Mm-hmm. Men, we just know we want sex. And I, I'm just speaking on that. So when you go out and you meet somebody, of course, you know, you you get to know them as a person. And, but ultimately, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, could this be the person I could be with? And men, on the flip side, we're thinking, could this could I have sex with this woman tonight? So but I came to the conclusion, right? A man, a, a woman's ver- a man's version of a woman's vagina or sex is his relationship it's the thing that he guards because it's the thing that he knows that they want for wow. the most part wow. um, just by design just by how we we're created women prefer and you know it don't have to be with a man like obviously because you know people that don't want to be with the opposite sex there's people that want to be with the same sex but it's still a relationship like right. women desire relationships two things i always understood Two things that women absolutely will not don't want to be without. And maybe one of them, they probably will say, okay, I don't want this. But I definitely know that this other one is a necessity of a woman. Two things. Here's the two things. Women, two basic needs, really main two basic needs is or desires is to have kids, be able to reproduce or have children, be fertile. Okay, if she doesn't want that, that's fine. But Every woman wants a relationship, regardless of how, however, however, or whatever she says, she wants a relationship. And nine times out of 10, when a woman has been disappointed so much by men in relationships and they have children, they'll say they don't want relationships. But what they're really saying is, I don't want to be hurt again. I'm afraid to be hurt. again. I'm afraid to be hurt again. Yeah. But they want the relationship. So what they do is they yeah. subsidize a relationship. Now their relationship is with their kids and with their friends. And right. they have more more uh, emphasis on, on that relationship. That is so true. Oh, my goodness. So oh, they wow. subsidize it. Wow. Okay. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, just to clean it up, I know we're, we're uh, I know I said we're almost done, but we, we are really almost done. Um, just strip it down. Strip down your influences, the things that you know, don't make sense or don't get you anywhere. Strip those things off, remove them and get to the core of who you are, the essence of who you are, a good person or a bad person, a good man or a bad man, a good woman or a bad woman or a woman that just doesn't have any cares or whatever. Strip that down wherever you are. That's where you got to start from. And then find out why, if those things are not in line with how they, I guess I ain't gonna say how they should be, but if you're not wanting the good things of life you got to find out why and those go back to your influences why don't you want the good things in life mm-hmm. because something happened or something is going on internally that's causing you not to want those things because you don't feel like you're worthy of it but i know people who don't believe in the good things in life they think that you know but, like a good relationship doesn't really exist exactly like and that's what we're talking about and that's kind of going back to being a hopeless romantic even though they don't believe it they still believe that they they that it's out there. Right. They still believe that it's out there, but not for them. And that's what being a hopeless romantic is. But last but not least, 
just know who you are. Just know what you have to offer. Know the things that make you unique from any other person, man or woman on this earth. And know that and know your strength. Know, know who you are and live through them. Live through your strengths. And, you know, obviously we have things that we don't do well, but that's the key. The key is to know what you're strong in so that your weaknesses can be you you can be able to analyze people and see that they will be a perfect fit to complement your strengths because of your weaknesses because the areas that you're not strong in you'll be able to recognize that and you'll know that you're not strong in certain areas but the things that complement those those strengths and those weaknesses with well th- that complement those strengths with the weakness will be that other person's strength so you got to know those things in order to re- recognize and realize what this person is bringing to you because they will complement and you will compliment the things that they don't do well or the, the things that they are working on. Mm-hmm. So be that thing that you know you're great at. Know who you want. Know what they want. Become what they desire and stay there. And they will come to you absolutely 100%. Like will always attract like. That's been today's show. I'm R. Anthony. Christina Lynn, Relationships and Chill. And that was today's episode, The Hopeless Romantic Dilemma. Catch you on the next episode. We out. Peace. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Chill. For more information on cultivating the relationship of your dreams, please follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Relationships and Chill or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Relationships and Chill TV. You can also visit our website at www.relationshipsandchill.com. Together, let's make relationships great again.